Welcome to the She Powered Podcast with your host, Domenica Escatel. Hello, hello, hello. Hola, mi gente. Welcome to another episode of the She Powered Podcast, also known as El Poder de Ella, where we interview women and allies from all across the world, bringing you real, raw, and authentic conversation. Join us with some cafecito or your favorite adult beverage. Okay, friends, so we are ready to have a amazing conversation with my friend and guest, Dina Coveney. And as you're listening to our conversation, what I want you to do is say yes, yes, yes. Spirit of Lisa Nichols, um, we are just dropping gems left and right and I'm just super excited to have all of you meet my next guest and friend, Ina Coveney. So before we dive into the conversation, I wanted to formally introduce all of you to her. Ina Coveney is a lead generation expert and the founder of The Global Phenomenon, a community and podcast where new entrepreneurs gain the confidence and strategy to create global businesses from day one. Ina Signature, lead generation system of monetizing small audiences, was born serendipitously when she was teaching her clients about their online presence when suddenly they were getting clients almost by accident. That's when she knew that learning how to sell started way before the sales call. It started at the first contact. Now she teaches new entrepreneurs how to get leads and clients even if they just started out. Ina has been featured on NBC News, USA Today, Business.com, Change Creator Magazine, and podcast. She's making an impact. She breaks through and pod queen Latinas. She is also a featured speaker in General Assembly Tech and Business Panels Nationwide. Ina, thank you so much for joining us today. So grateful for you. I'm excited with everything that you're doing, but let's kick off this conversation with letting everyone know a little bit about you. Thank you so much for having me, Domenica. I've been really looking forward to this. So um, I'm really excited to uh, dive in. So hi, everybody. Yes, I'm, I'm Ina. And I am what you would call a lead generation strategist, right? I help online coaches who have small audiences, tiny audiences, people who are just starting out, all of the strategies that they need to get leads into their business so they can sign clients because we're realizing that the things that the big shots are telling us to do right. don't work for, for small audiences. So I really help them to get clients right now. And that's what I do. Oh my gosh, I love it. So before we kick in, kick off to our conversation, I always like asking a question, what is something that nobody knows about you? And so for me, I always like sharing that I love Fruity Pebbles. So when you go to the grocery store and you see the cereal Fruity Pebbles, you're going to think of me because I always challenge everyone to have the bowl of cereal and cry because you can't. Fruity Pebbles is like a rainbow in a bowl. <laughs> and so it was like, that is my thing. That's my mojo. That's the thing that uh, gives me joy. Like if I'm feeling sad, I just need my bowl of cereal. That's like a rainbow. And yeah, that's, that's, the that. that's the thing. That's the thing. 
I love that. Well, something that very, very few people know about me because it's something that I don't, I, I never know how it's going to be received on the other end. So I okay. never say this out loud, but because you asked me, All right. I'm going to answer it. Um, very few people know that I had my first son at home in a home birth. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yes. Very few people know that. I get to geek out about it with other home birth moms. And um, that's pretty much like the only people that I can talk to about it. No, um, I love it, was, it. I think. Yeah. That's such a special experience. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely like planned that way for a specific reason. And it's funny because I always tell people, you know, my husband and I are tech people, right? We are of the, we are modern uh, computer folk, right? So yeah. when we would go to these uh, birthing classes, we would be the only couple in there. Like there were 10 other couples um, and like we would be like the weird ones of the whole oh, thing, really? right? Um, <laughs> So yeah, so that it, it's kind of interesting to see like this is a very specific kind of thing to do for very specific people, and we're like we're not really we don't really match the regular granola kind of like free flowy <laughs> let's just do things at home kind of people. Right. Um, but at the time, I'm gonna tell you, it was just I am such a control freak that okay. I needed to have control over everything. And this was one of those ways that it manifested in my life. It's like, I want to have control over the entire process. <laughs> and that's how it happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, yeah. I love that. You know what? It's such a beautiful experience to share because I know there's a huge population of moms that would love to have done that and didn't know enough or you know, did that and don't know a lot of people that did that, a lot of moms. And so I think it's very, um, something special, something that should be shared, you know? What I tell people is that whatever your experience was giving birth, that was the right thing for you. Do not let anybody shame you into having done it one way or another, into right. like, I don't look down on like i have family members right who are pregnant right now and they tell me that you know we're planning this hospital birth and we're planning on getting the epidural i'm like that's great <laughs> because in the end you gotta do whatever feels right to you so that you have no regrets right so that you feel like everything went the way that it had to go and that's something we have to believe as moms because the birthing process can be so it's such a it's very unique and it's very very personal so i tell right. everybody the, whatever way it happened for you, that's the way it was meant to be. There is no right or wrong. As long as there is a, a healthy mom and a healthy baby in the other end, you do it your way, 100%. Yeah, definitely. And that's all that matters, right? That both of you are healthy. But mm -hmm. what a great story. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And so I definitely want to ask about your tech background. And so, yeah. you know, recently through COVID, I've had a lot of friends that have really stepped into a space of really reevaluating, you know, their life. And mm -hmm. they asked me like, Dominica, because I, I left my corporate job also at the 10 year mark. And I feel mm -hmm. like, oh, I can't wait to talk to Ina because we have that in common and yeah. having to like pivot to doing something that we absolutely love where we could 
get paid our worth and not have that struggle of having to, you know, work at a corporate job that takes up a lot of our time and sometimes doesn't really necessarily reward us. So how did you start shifting from corporate to being your own boss? Um, I'm going to tell you, it. it's something that I always had the bug in the back of my mind, right? Like as soon as I graduated college and I got my first job, I knew that I, I didn't want to be there forever, but I okay. didn't have any examples of what else to do. The right. only thing I knew is you work at this job and then your boss is you 10 years from now. Like that's all I knew. But I still, I was struggling with being basically in a cage and having no idea how to get out of it. I, I had no clue. So I kept thinking about, well, maybe I'll create an app. That's the only, because I'm a techie, right? right? The only thing that I could think of that could make me money, that could potentially be my ticket out of corporate was I just need to create an app. And I heard of someone who made an app for Android Um, and it's a Bible app in Spanish. And oh, that's wow. all they did. They just put the Bible in Spanish in an app. And overnight, they were getting a million downloads. And they were selling it for like a buck 29. And now they're millionaires. And I'm like, that's me, right? What? I'm going to create an app. And <laughs> I even thought of uh, like the whole process. I was going to create an app that calculates your GPA. Because actually, calculating your GPA is actually oh. very difficult to do. It takes... It's not just like take, you know, all your grades and then average them out. Like there's all these like credits and points and like it's a very complicated right. system. So and I figured out how to calculate it because I was sort of like studious at school. So I knew how to do that. And um, I'm like, I'm going to create an app that calculates GPA. I've never told this story before, by the way. Um, <laughs> well, thank so, you for sharing. <laughs> so every Thursday night. I would go to the library and I would teach myself how to create a mobile app. But it, it didn't stick. Like I, I wasn't consistent with it. I didn't know anything about business, right? I just had a dream and a tech background. How do I put them together? Let's do this. And you know, just like eventually like my husband needed me at home or like, you know, I had like certain demands. So, like I, it was too cold and I just didn't want to go outside. <laughs> or like there was right. always something that came up and I never actually pulled through and I never actually finished it. Because, um, you know, teaching yourself to create an app is actually not as easy as it sounds. Right. So like, it wasn't, it wasn't sticking. So I kept thinking of other ideas and other ideas. And then okay. finally, when I had my first son, when I had Gregory, um, during maternity leave, my last month of maternity leave, a friend of mine asked me if I would help another friend of hers with her website. I'm okay. like, sure. So I helped her to do, 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 here you go. And she's like, oh, how much do I owe you? I'm like, nothing. This, you know, it's like, if anybody asked you, Domenica, like, can you help me with this? You're like, sure, right? right. It's like, right. you know, it's a friend. You go and you help them. Like, why not? Sure. <laughs> so if they asked you like, hey, how much do I owe you? Like, I just did it as a favor. Like, as, like don't worry about it, right? right? And they're like, no, no, I. this is a business. I need to pay you. You are a vendor to me. I'm going to pay you. So like, that was... I didn't realize what entrepreneurship really was. Okay. And I was dealing with an entrepreneur, right? That's probably the same thing that I would do now. Like I, I asked right. a friend of mine to record the intro for my podcast and okay. I knew he would do it for free as a favor, but I'm like, no, I'm going to give you money. But he's like, but you don't have to. I'm like, but I will. So it's the same ethic, right? Right. Um, so she paid me like a hundred bucks and I'm like, hmm, 
maybe there's something here. So I thought, well, how about if I just make websites? So I'll teach myself WordPress and I'll make websites. So I went down to my local diner. I asked them if they would let me make their website for free. And they said yes. So I did that. It was a cool little project. It was a beautiful site. And then I just posted that on Facebook and I just started to get referrals, right? Hey, there's this church in Marathon, Florida that needs help with their website because they're webmaster went away hey there is this wow. restaurant in framingham their webmaster went away so now they need i'm like where are all these webmasters going like, right <laughs> there's a lot of webmasters out there that will just drop it and leave you in a lurch apparently and i was getting their business in return so i started to get clients at one point i had like seven clients that i was supporting i was charging very little and i did not really want to grow it. I had that mindset, that very, very scarcity, small mindset of like, no, I don't want to grow it. This is just a hobby for me. Right. I already have a job. I don't like, no, 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 it's just, this is just a hobby, right? Uh, I started podcasting like really shortly after I started, I started podcasting. I love doing that. Um, then eventually again, that fell off because I wasn't really thinking like a business. And then when my second son was born, uh, when James was born, um, during maternity leave, my new boss, because I was reporting to the chief technology officer, and now they inserted another layer between us, and okay. that called me on the phone and said, oh, by the way, that promotion that we gave you before you went on maternity leave, turns out that the contractor that you hired to replace you during maternity leave, he's doing a pretty good job. So we're going to like no. hire him and let him have that job oh. can you come back and do something else and i'm like oh like my heart my heart hurts right now i i was i mean that promotion would have put me at a director level that promotion like if they had given me that promotion and i had kept it i would have we wouldn't be here i would have just wow. stayed and i would have done that but after that happened, I went back to work for a week to really give it a fair shot. To like, okay, let right. me see what my new job really is. And after that week, I came back to my husband and I'm like, it's not worth it. I am I'm not going back to that, to commute two hours a day, to be away from my newborn son now. Like, I'm not going to do it. And we looked at our finances and we said, okay, it looks like I could stop working for about a year and he could just support us during that year. Um, and he was excited because he's like, you're going to get to stay with the baby. Yay. And I'm like, I'm starting a business. Right. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> There's two parts like, to this. Yes. But also I am doing my thing. So right. and that's when I got myself a business coach and that was three years ago. So obviously I never went back and that was the beginning of it all. Wow. I love it. I can completely, it's funny because I feel like I'm hearing myself talk. Yeah. So I, I had a friend to ask me the question because I was very upset when I lost a promotion and everybody said, Dominica, you have it, you have it, you're bilingual, you know, the community. Um, and you've been doing this for 10, you know, almost 10 years now, like it has your name all over it. And the person that got the position, which I'm completely was happy for her, but did it wasn't bilingual, had less education, was less years at the um, department than I was, and wow. wasn't bilingual. And so everybody came up to me and was asking me like, Domenica, what happened? 
And I actually had people on the panel tell me like, Dominica, you did great. That was a great interview. And and so I was, what happened? I was like, I'm I'm lost. I'm clueless. Like, what did I miss? Where was where did I go wrong? Did I say something wrong? And it turned out to be the biggest gift because like you, I, I would not be here right now. I would be in that yeah. office doing that work. And yeah. it was so interesting because um, a couple of months later, I got a different position that put me in the same office as that person. And she came up to me and said, oh, I'm so glad you're here and I have someone to talk to, but I'm so stressed out. Um, I feel like I'm going to go to the um, ladies room and like hyperventilate. Like th that's how stressed out she was. And I had this moment of like, wow, the universe just gave me validation that this wasn't meant for me. Yeah. And but I had a hard time dealing with though with that, though, in the moment. And I had a friend that told me, Dominica, like, look, look around you, look at your break room, like, tell me, describe what is there. And so basically how you said, oh, your boss is your future. That's yeah. basically the exercise they walked me through and said, this is your future. Do you want to stay conformed or do you want to push yourself past your potential? And you can bring to the table and offer your gifts and talents to the world. And yeah. I, I just, it really changed me because up until that moment, I was just living life. I wasn't really go, walking out of my comfort zone. I really didn't have this vision of like, oh, you can be a podcaster or um, you can have a show on Roku, like none of that. It was just clock in, clock out. This is what I'm expected to do. If my job sucks, it sucks, but I need to pay the bills. And so right. I love that we're talking about this because especially being on the other side of a coach, you can really help so many people like have that vision. And so they can see a, a really a life without limits. Right. And I love it. I love that exercise that they walked you through because that's kind of exactly what I went through when I remember sitting across the table from my boss. And this was years ago. This was years before I quit my job. Like this was like two jobs before I actually quit, like way back. And I remember sitting across the table from him and imagining myself sitting where he is. And wow. he was, you know, he was in his 50s. He was probably at that time, maybe like, I don't know, like 51 maybe, I'm thinking. And at the time I was maybe like 25 or 26. And okay. I could, I saw him there and I started to imagine, he was talking about like important things, right? Things that I needed to do. Right. And I started to imagine what his commute is like. I started to imagine what his house looks like, which was probably a really nice house. I started to imagine his family at home and at what time he actually gets to go and see them and what he would do on weekends. Like I actually started to imagine his life. And I, as I'm like staring at him, I'm like, what you're trying to tell me is that in 10 years or 15 years, all I will have done is move three feet from where I am right now, like wow. across the table. Like I will have gone three feet because to me, there was no difference between his lifestyle and mine, right? I liked where I lived. Like I didn't need the big house. I had my responsibilities at home, but we had kind of had the same schedule and the same commute. So I'm like, I can't allow my life to just change this much right. in the next 15 years. It's all the moving up the ladder. It's just an illusion. It's exactly right. the same job for another 15 years. 
Like I'm like no. <laughs> But like, you didn't know what else there was. So congratulations on on you on your podcast a show on Roku. That's amazing. These things wouldn't have happened right. if the universe hadn't thrown us this crap eye, right? So uh, when I talk to people who are um, you know who are feel they feel like they're going to get laid off right like they mm -hmm. they're still in their job and like oh no like I something might be coming down the pike I should start thinking about something I'm gonna I tell them listen nobody wakes up from a job that they like and decide to change their life that day Right? right, like exactly. like you said, like if you had been given the promotion, you would not be here. If right. I had been given the promotion, I would not be here. Usually, something happens externally outside of us that pushes us to make a different decision. Right? So, to me, people who haven't left their job and haven't really like started, like you, you probably haven't been hit in the head with it yet. Right? Like something will happen that will make you want to change, right. but wanting change really badly when things are just fine in your life like that is is very rare that you will want to rock a boat that looks so nicely so when you have just been dealt a really crappy deal at work and when you have just been laid off or you got fired like all of those things are a great opportunity for you to you know cry about it like squeeze it out of you And then get up the next day and be like, okay, I'm gonna say everything yeah. that I'm listening to Dominica and Ina talk about right now. What is it that they were saying? Like, <laughs> let's right. review that. Right? That's what I think. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I can remember the first time I had to, there was a um, educator that was gonna retire and I had to present her in front of a room full of educators and some public officials. And I hadn't worked with her that long. And so I, I wrote something fabulous because I thought I'm going to be the last one that honors her for the 20, 30 years of education that she's done. And I ha it has to be memorable because up until then, really, like, there's nobody that's celebrating her. And so I took it very seriously. And then this was my first time seeing what they do for someone that retires in that organization. And they gave her a plastic clock. And I remember that was the start of the heartstrings being pulled and feeling unsettled because I thought, wow, they gave her a clock and she's retiring. Like, like in my head, I was screaming because I thought that's almost saying like your time is done here on this earth. Like I just, it's like TikTok, right? Right. Like wow. you're done counting down. Like that's it. Like what now? You're retired. Bye bye. Wow. And, I, and it was so significant. And it was funny because ever since that moment happened, I would see clocks that were mm -hmm. identical, like whether it be on TV or at the store. And so I that was really when I started challenging myself to get a little bit out of my comfort zone and really push me to find a mentor, find someone that can help guide me because I felt like there was something more. Yeah. No, for sure. And the finding mentors situation is so important because uh, when we're in corporate, uh, right. we don't we don't really think of entrepreneurship as a valid thing, as a, as a thing that you can actually do to right. us in corporate. It's like, no, you 
You have to be serious. You have to get a real job. And I'm going to tell you that. And that message gets hammered to us in the media all the time. I remember I was watching Friends. Like I was like running through the entire season of Friends. And there was one episode where I don't remember who, like I'm sure there's a lot of Friends fans listening to me who know exactly which episode I'm talking about. Right. Or which characters they were. But there was one character who was pregnant and her boyfriend was in a band. Right. And they depicted them as this like, like really like dim witted kind of people. Right. And everybody's rallying like behind, like, well, not really behind the guy, like going after the guy telling him like, hey, you need to get serious. You need to get a real job. And he's like, no way, but I have my band. We are going to make it big. Right. Like that's what my and they're like, no, that's insane. Like the entire episode and like the audience is put in a position to agree with that. To say like, no, that kid needs to get serious and get a job. He has responsibilities. And I'm watching this and I'm like, this is a terrible message. This is this is terrible. Right. This episode did not age well, right? So in order for us to really start to open up our mind to what entrepreneurship is, that's where mentors are so important and they come in. Because when I, I left corporate, I'm thinking, I am extremely smart <laughs> and resourceful, and I can do anything I put my mind to. So bring it on. Whatever the strategies are, I'm going to do them, and I'm going to be a millionaire by the end of the year. Right? right? Yes. <laughs> right? Like, if anybody can do it, it's me. Okay? Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I started working with my first coach that I realized all of the mindset work yes. that goes into it, right? Um, and I was just talking about this today that, you know, I could ask you right now to list five podcasts that you could get featured in and pitch yourself to them. I could right. tell anybody to go do that right now. That's going to do great for your visibility. That's going to give you a platform. It's great. Everything. I can tell everybody, go and do that right, right. now. People who are starting out, they will stop themselves. They will yes. either say, uh, a, no, I just haven't had time. Or they'll say, well, I can't really do that yet because my business is not all fleshed out yet. So like, even if I got featured, I wouldn't know where I, to send people to. So like, there's all of this like rationalization okay. of why I shouldn't do it, right? When somebody who has already worked on their mindset, who's already a couple of years in, they'll be like, done. Right. Give me a couple hours and I'm going to get that done. Nobody has the perfect business to go and advertise it on a podcast. Nobody. Right. But you got to have that mindset figured out to know that you're worthy to be visible. Yes. Right. That you can just have a conversation with someone and add value to the conversation and inspire people and motivate people. You mm -hmm. don't need a million dollar business to do that. You don't need a website to do that. All you need is yourself, your expertise, and to know what you want, period. Yes. So that mindset work, I'm going to tell you, my first coach is the one that started nudging me a little bit because okay. like she, she was amazing at not just throwing everything at me all at once. She would just be like, what you just said makes me think you might have a money mindset issue. So here's a couple of resources. Why don't you check that out? I'm like, okay, just doing my homework. <laughs> okay, okay, what else? You're right. And through those resources is how I started to find out more about mindset and about what money mindset meant. And I'm like, yeah, that's how I feel. And yes, that's how I feel. I started to become more self-aware, started opening my eyes. So what was that experience for you with your first coach? How did you find your first coach? 
Well, it was funny because I really wanted to start to pay my student loans. And so I had to look outside of the corporate to basically supplement income. And so I didn't know what to do. I didn't know really what, you know, made me excited. I was still kind of in the loss phase. And um, a friend of mine asked me to come over to her house because she needed to practice doing facials. So she decided to join a network marketing company that was with cosmetics and um, skincare. And so I was like, oh, this is fun. I love it. Some girl time. I can play with lipstick and skincare because that's a whole nother topic about watching your skin and yeah. us girls like having set set time aside for skincare. But um, and so I was like, what do you have to do? She's like, just sign up. And I thought, okay, I can do this. Well, that that invitation, I was able to pay off student loans. I paid off my bachelor's, half of my master's. I paid off my car. I paid off all my credit card debt. Whoa. That right? Is and so, and but then what it did for me also, it gave me an introduction to entrepreneurship. Because much like you said, I didn't I didn't wake up wanting to grow up being an entrepreneur. I didn't know what that was. No one in my family had businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it just seemed so foreign to me. Other people did that. Yes. And this was entrepreneurship, you know, right in front of me. And it introduced me to a different lifestyle of like, wait a minute, I don't have to be unhappy. Like I can have fun playing makeup with girlfriends and make some really, really good money. And so it was directly aligned with the time that I started feeling uneasy and I started seeing all these clocks. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay, I can continue to do this. And we would go to conferences. I'd go to Texas every year. We had all these positive girlfriends around me. And I'm like, I love this. And um, the mentor that um, oversaw the area that I got introduced to, she became my mentor. Mm-hmm. And so we developed a beautiful friendship. And even till this day, and I tell her, thank you for following your dream. Because if you wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been introduced to this lifestyle. And she really was the one constant person in my life that has always poked me and provoked me to Mm -hmm. be like, no, no, you can do better than that. You know, push yourself. And Mm -hmm. she really introduced me also to mindset work. Because like you said, you you hit the nail on the head when you decide to do something that is foreign and different and you don't know where to start. You put all these excuses Mm -hmm. and um, I really had to do some deep, deep work to really start to like take that that concept of fake it till you make it. But no, actually make it and and lead with that confidence. Like, no, I'm not going to fake it. I'm going to be true to myself. I am who I am and I can bring so much to the table. And guess what? If I know how to solve a problem, I can teach somebody else to solve it and I can make money doing it. Yeah, I I love that so much because it's it's such an important part. And congratulations on all of that success. Thank you. Are you still in network marketing? No, so I slowly let it go, but my heart is always going to be there. You know, I always have to wear lipstick. I always have to watch my skin. So I'm still going to be involved. But really, I have pivoted through um, just finding my confidence and my truth. I really, a whole different world opened up and the universe just started to take me into directions that I never would have anticipated or felt like I could step into had it not be 
for that moment of, you know what, Dominica, you're more than this right here. Like, we're going to nudge you. And that's exactly what happened. I, I think it's incredible when we start to see ourselves with, with the eyes of someone who admires us. You know what I mean? Because there is someone out there who looks at you and thinks the world of you and believes that you can do anything. And it's so hard to look inside and see ourselves that way. Uh, and I really believe that a lot of mindset work is to start. And people do affirmations. I've never done affirmations before. Okay. People, people swear by them. Um, but for me, it's just been that reminder. And I use the time like right before I fall asleep at night to do a ton of visualization, right? Yes. To do a ton of uh, picturing what it's going to be like, right? When I am at a certain level, like whatever, when my dreams are all fulfilled, what does my life look like? And what's what's beautiful about that is that I've really, I've really um, like kind of forced my imagination to really go beyond what is logical, right like way beyond that. That. so yes. in my mind it's like okay what if i wake up 10 years from now and i picture myself like waking up in the morning and i'm like wait why am i in this house i am i have pictured like a glass house on the beach right like right. waking right. up to like the sunlight i'm like and i'm like wait but i don't really need big windows why can the whole house be glass right like, right who cares, <laughs> right? It's my imagination. Yes. Why am I imagining the room so small? The room is huge. And I picture it, right? So I, I really use my mind to push the limits as much as I can and as, as ridiculous a limit as I can, right? So that everything just starts to seem a little bit more possible. But that, that internal talk of like, of course you're going to make it. There is no scenario where you wouldn't. That is just so important. That's what I that, that's what I do. That's my like self-care is at night. Just yes. do the time to visualize. No, I love that. And you know what? I really I call that stepping into my future. Mm -hmm. And it like the concept seems so foreign foreign to me, but I loved how you explained it. It took a lot of work for me to be like why do I need to do this? Why do I need to visualize that? I've done vision boards, but to go that deep, like I know what my signature scent is going to be in the future. I know what she's going to wear. You know, I know her nail polish, the type of dress, but I had to realize like, you know what, Dominica, that exactly, that person exists in you already. Yeah. Exactly. You know, she's there. Right. And it's just having to do a little bit of the inner work to just, you know, break some generational trauma as well. That's a whole nother topic. Right. And really just, you know what, this is a part of self-care. You know, this is me really, like you said, seeing, seeing myself through the eyes of somebody else who believes me. But you know what, slowly that began um, taking me to me believing in myself. And mm -hmm. that really was the start of being able to stand in my truth because Somewhere along the line, I feel like it's very possible to get lost in other people's conception or identity of you and fall into that. Like, oh, that's what is expected of me or that's what everybody knows me, you know. But if you really take the time and do the work, you really can discover what lights you up, what makes you happy. And, you know, this life is too short to really not be happy. Yeah. And can I share with you? Um, and for everybody who's listening, do yes. this. I'm going to give credit for this exercise to Lauren Elise Love. She is okay. also a coach in the online space. And I took one of her programs and this was a, a mind blown moment for me. Okay. He has you write down 
everything that you just said. What does millionaire Ina look like, sound like? What does she do during the day, right? Describe millionaire Ina, like point by point. And then she has you look back at that list and basically cross out anything that has to do with money that you would need a million dollars, specifically that you need a million dollars for in that list. You end up crossing off very few things, mm -hmm. very few things. Some things that were there in my, this is what Millionaire Ina is. Millionaire Ina has breakfast every morning. Okay. Can you believe that? Like that I believe that until I have made it, I don't deserve to have breakfast in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. Like it was so eye-opening for me wow. that I can start to step into what I think millionaire Ina is if I stop thinking of it as I'm going to need a million dollars to be this. It's like, no, right. I, be I believe I have the means to have breakfast every day, right? So however I am managing my time now, I assure you I'm going to be a million times more like busier once I have the million dollar business. So what makes me think that now with my few responsibilities, right? That I'm, if I'm not managing my time correctly, then right. good luck to million dollar Ina who is super no, busy so managing true. a team, right? So you gotta start figuring out those time management stuff right now. Because mm -hmm. um, a lot of people will tell you like, the first thing, tell them what is getting in the way between you and what you need to do. The number one answer. Okay. Number one answer is time. Yes. Right? I don't have time. I'm like, nobody does. So it's one of those things that, you know, if I asked you, what is your biggest impediment for your business? And you told me, well, the only, the fact that I only have two arms, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody has two arms. Right. It's the same thing with time. Right. And if I didn't say it correctly, I mean, like you don't have three or four or five arms. Right. Everybody <laughs> has just two. We all live so in this awful, constrained world where we only live with two arms. Right. How terrible. But the truth is, everybody has that exact same constraint, which means that it's not a constraint at all. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening to like, no, but Ina, it's true. I don't have time. You guys you're not going to feel differently ever. Right. There's, there isn't going to be a point in the future where you're like, I have so much time right now that I'm, I don't know what to do with it. It's never going to happen. So manage your time now, prioritize the things that you really want to prioritize now. So it's about how you manage it. It's not a problem in itself. Right. No, that's so true. And that's, uh, Wow, that no, it's it really is mind blowing, right? Because that you're right. That's absolutely the thing that I've heard over and over and over again, time. And I think it was I saw this. Um, I'm a big fan of quotes, and it said it said something to the fact like Oprah and Beyonce have the same time as you during the day, right? <laughs> right. I when I saw it, I was like. I need to put this on my refrigerator because I can't, I have to stop using that as an excuse. It is so true. You yeah. know, it's, it's just making it that priority of, Oh, I, I have a friend that has this clock that is in 30 minute increments. It's like a timer. And so she will bust out with her clock, turn it to the 30 minutes. And for those 30 mo minutes, she's going to focus on the priority that she has to do. And it can be simple as that, you know, put a timer on your phone and just work on that 
thing, whether it be building your side business to make it full time or that one thing that you need to do that's going to get you closer to your goals. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you because I uh, <laughs> what wor- I'm going to tell you what works for me. Okay. Um, because for anybody who's listening, who says, oh, yeah, I should set up a timer and that works for you. Please do that and try it. Right. Don't, <laughs> don't do what I do. So, but if anybody out there is listening and they're like, well, setting up timer doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what works for me. Um, and that is that I have a list. So I, I wake up in the morning and I have a okay. whiteboard in the dining room. Oh, do you hear that echo? No, we're good. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Um, so I have a whiteboard in the dining room and I write down just like four things, four things that I need to get done today, right? Uh, my Instagram engagements, my, right. I need to finish the sales page for my product. I need to finish this thing and this thing. And then I sit down and I said to myself, okay, I'm not getting up until I finish that first item that I need to do. And then as soon as I look at my computer, I'm like, but I don't want to do that task. <laughs> I, I rebel against myself I because see. I'm like, you're not the boss of me. Why are you telling me what to do? I'm like, because that's what you're supposed to be doing. I'm like, but that's not what I feel like doing right now. Right? Right. So I rebel against myself, against those lists. So what I do is I sit down and instead of doing that thing that I'm supposed to do that I really don't want to move on until I do it, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do you. And then I sit down and I do another item on the list. Okay. So basically I, I look for the item that I feel like doing right now. So that what that okay. work how that works for me is that when I procrastinate from doing a task, I'm actually being productive in another area. So right. my pro- my procrastination translates into productivity. Maybe right. not in the things that I wanted to get done today, but guess what? All these other things got done and now I don't have to worry about them. So right. That's how I use my procrastination time. At least it's not playing Candy Crush, <laughs> right? Okay. And you know what? It works, and it works for you, and that's all that matters, right? So that that's what seems to be working for like my internal battle. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I am looking at the time, and oh my goodness, yes! I can't believe it's been. Oh my god, this. I know. I know, and I want to honor your time because I know you're joining us all the way from Boston, and there's a time difference. So. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you want to share with uh, the audience? And then also, please let everyone know how they can connect with you. Um, social media platform, everything. Okay. The, just I just want to leave everybody with this really parting thought because it's been an epiphany uh, over the past few months when I've been fleshing this out uh, with my group, with my audience. Okay. Is that if you're just starting out, and you have a small audience. The same things that are working for the seven-figure entrepreneurs are not the same things that are going to work for you. So when you're starting out, I'm just pleading with you to stop taking the courses about the audience growth and about the growing your Instagram and about growing your YouTube and about uh, creating an, an online course and like and starting a podcast. Like when you're just starting out, just focus on getting the clients because there's so much mindset work that has to happen for you to really truly put yourself out there and be able to monetize everything that I did it all wrong because I have the tech background I started the podcast right away I created the online course right away and guess what I didn't have an audience to actually launch those two 
And I didn't have anywhere to grow from there because I hadn't gone put in the work of what is it that I'm offering people? How am I going to get them results and do the mindset work of what is my stuff worth? So I'm pleading with everyone who's listening that if you're just starting out, you have a tiny audience, you don't worry about all those bells and whistles. Just put yourself out there to get solid, strong leads and to get clients. Just start there. I promise you it's not going to be a waste of time. All right. Um, And it's going to prevent you from a a big syndrome that is happening in the online world of over investing and under earning and ending up in a ton of debt. This is more normal than you think. And I don't want you to end up there. So start with the clients. Um, And in terms of where they can connect with me, I am fully active on Instagram. I'm at Ina Coveney, but you have to spell Coveney right. It ends in EY. I always say that. People forget the EY at the end of Coveney. And and yeah, lately I have just been really focused on promoting my 30-day 30 leads bundle, which is for people with small audiences to get strong leads from the audience that they already have. So everybody can just go and hop on to 30 days, 30 leads, dot com oh perfect yes definitely and we'll have um Ina's show notes we'll we'll put your links we'll put your bio everything to funnel people your way because that definitely right there is the golden carrot is mm-hmm. to really start with the leads because you can have everything all set in place but if you don't have the audience and we're definitely gonna have to have you come back because i feel oh. like building community and audience is something that we really can bring to the table and dive into Because that is also the critical inch that's going to set you apart. Because like you said, I think right now that the hot ticket is Clubhouse and I've been seeing all these rooms about this and that. But in reality, you have to scale back and start here, you know, with your leads. So it's been a pleasure. I love, love, love everything that we dove into. And I know we're going to keep doing this because there's so much more to talk about, Ina. And congratulations to you too with everything, like everything that you're doing. I absolutely love. And I know that our audience is going to connect with you. They're going to love you as much as I do. So thank you for spending your evening with me. And Um, yes, yes, yes. We definitely will see you on the next episode of the She Powered Podcast. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. All right. Bye, everyone. All right, that's a wrap for another episode of the She Powered Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for staying till the end to connect with us because we definitely, definitely love having you here. If you love what you hear, please hit the subscribe button for both this podcast and Ina's because you'll definitely want to connect with her there and definitely see the show notes because we have all the clickable links and Ina's bio on there so you can connect with her and join her on her website at inacoveney.com. She is also on all your social media platforms. She has some amazing masterminds going on right now. She is doing some amazing things and definitely if you want to up-level your business, connect with her. And always, you can find both of us on Clubhouse. (laughs) Definitely, definitely plug in anywhere that your hearts desire and um, show her some love. Leave her a comment. Tell her you enjoy this podcast episode 
And definitely, if you want to engage in our conversation, head on over to YouTube. Both Ina and myself have channels. You can definitely see the live recording on my YouTube channel under Chicana Inc. Leave us some comments, leave us your thoughts, and leave us some love. Until the next episode, next week, we'll see you then.